Welcome back to the CMB Sports Show. We uh, had a vacation. My guy Cole had some some big life-changing events going on. What happened? Yeah, he was man. gone for what a week. Yeah, I was gone for a week. Uh, you know, a lot of cool stuff happened. I had a connection to Lagordia. Look out to my right across the water, City Field, right there. Pretty cool. Um, then went to go see Lindsay, and we went on a cruise, and boom, got engaged. Just like that. Wow. It was... Uh, so there's a spoiler from the beginning. Yeah, it was, uh, it was me. I'll confess. Uh, but no, it was great. It, it, uh, I was extremely nervous. Um, had it on me the whole time. Waited till like the last possible minute on the last day after dinner like I was like walking around I had it on me and uh yeah we got in I didn't want to do it I wanted it I wanted it private like I wanted it you know it's you got all these strangers on the cruise and you know I don't want to just drop down on a knee in front of the and you hear somebody like oh no he's that dude should engage in you know yeah. like while I'm having this super intimate moment but uh, I ended up doing it in our room, and I, it ended up perfect. So, it was uh, it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, that's like the scariest thing you can do. <laughs> Especially that's a psycho move to just carry the ring, just raw dog in your pocket. Well, you know, out of the case and everything. I'm a psycho then, man. You yeah, know? you I, gotta be. I didn't want to. You know, somebody said, "Why don't you wrap it up in a sock?" And that's a great idea, but I didn't think about that. To protect it, but you can still have it in your pocket. So then you would pull a sock out of your pocket <laughs> when you got down on a knee you and know, have to get that's a good point. the ring out of this dirty sock. Would have been a clean sock. Yeah, well, I guess you could have used a clean sock. I don't know. I don't know if I packed any clean socks, to be honest with you. So it would have been a dirty sock. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, you know, it was tough not having like a for sure time, uh, like just going around because I've never been on a cruise. So, you know, like. I thought at some point you could get a romantic sunset at the back of the boat, but yeah. you know, all thousand people are having the same idea. So it ended up perfect though. But man, talking about cruising is a blast. Really? Yes. I mean it is great. You got sun, pool, food, there's a casino. They don't want me to they don't want to see my face again. I ripped them. <laughs> night one didn't go back so you're not getting this money back chief but no it was uh it was great but yeah, i tell you what man when I, right right before i got dropped down on the knee dude i was shaking yeah. so bad it's the scariest thing in the world is that a pretty normal thing oh yeah i was scared to death <laughs> it's like and you know i was thinking about it before and i'm like you know yeah it's just Lindsay, like right you know like i could i could ask her to kill somebody with me, and I'd be, you know, I feel like I wouldn't be nervous, and then I get into the moment, and I'm like, oh, my hands are sweating, okay, don't drop it, and I was, I, I was going to put it, I got on an ear or whatever, you know, I'm already crying, and I go to put it on her hand, and she's like, well, you gotta ask me something first, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to fumble over your words, and you don't want to drop the ring, and yeah, trying to make it all perfect, it's, like the scariest thing you can do as a as a man. It's yeah, I mean I definitely felt like a grown up. You know, like I went from little kid stage to grown man. Oh yeah. But this is like the first time where you feel like all your friends like 
just get the love on you. Oh yeah. And just talk about like praise you and talk about how proud of you they are. Oh yeah. It's yeah. definitely a fun time. It's a cool moment. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to, you know, planning a wedding and getting married and all that stuff. And, but um, yeah, it was a good. It was a good time. Uh, we did happen to go on uh, opening weekend of baseball and the Masters. So you know. As a sports guy, was it tough to balance vacation and work? Yes. Did I do it perfectly? Also, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's just bad timing on y'all's part. Yeah. Y'all could have went two weeks earlier and you wouldn't have missed anything. I know. But, you know, still got to see. We, you know, I, I, saw, I saw all of the Masters on Thursday. And, man, I, I got to tell you, like, the first, like, the... The first two days when ESPN has, like, the rights for it, I guess, I mean, they do it so well. Oh, yeah. How you can do the featured groups, and they had Tiger Woods and who was with Tiger? Uh, Louis Oosthuizen, who's always good in the Masters, not this time, but, he, I mean, he's always playing well. And then you have Scotty Scheffler right behind him with Adam Scott. I mean, that, like, and you can just watch their whole round. I mean, that's perfect. Yeah. It's awesome. I, I really like how they do that. And then, of course, you know, Tiger kind of stole the show and my, uh, thir Thursday. But, you know, after that, I think it was uh, Scotty Scheffler's weekend for sure. Yeah. Who would have thought betting on the number one golfer in the world would be a good idea? Yeah. I mean. Because uh, him and DJ won it. When he was number one, too. Yeah. So that's what, twice the last three winners yep. were ranked number one at the time? Which I feel like is that's got to be super rare. I know. I think so, too. Um, I think it, I think it's the only, the second time it was uh, the person who won, it was their first tournament as number one, or first major as number one. Usually, they you know, if it's like their first major, they lose, you know, they don't win. So, yeah. But yeah, so it was like the second, I can't remember the first one. I want to say it was like back in the 90s. Um, I want to say it was Greg Norman. I don't know why that name is sticking out of my head. But, I mean, either way, that's awesome. Yeah. And he's only 25. He looks like he's 38, but oh, he's yeah. only 25, 26. He had a, a big, strong face. Yeah. I bet you have to hit him several times to knock him out. Yeah, I feel like his face would hurt my fist more it looks than I would strong. hurt his face. That's a strong, some strong cheekbone and strong chin he's got. Yeah. Did but, I mean, he, he ran away with it. It yeah. wasn't even close. No. No, it wasn't. And, you know, it's great, too, because, like, DeChambeau just throws, oh, what a loser. throws up on himself and then has to have surgery, you know. Um, after two years ago, he said it was a... Par 67. Oh, yeah, par 67. Like, what a dope, man. And then he can't even make the cut. Get off the roids. Stop eating your protein shakes and talking about how easy courses are. Yeah. Like... Win something first. You're, yeah, you're not even... You, like, what have you done? He's just relevant for being a weirdo. I, just, I hate a it. A juiced up weirdo. Wearing that weird hat. I hate him. Max Homa didn't make the cut. The homosexuals the were homosexuals. let down. Man, I hate it. He's such a funny guy. He is. He's awesome. He, him uh, and Kevin Kisner are my two favorite golfers. I like Kevin Kisner, too. I think if I had to... If I had to like, a golfer... I'd want to hang out with. Max Home was on that list. I feel like, I mean, obviously, like Tiger and DJ, yeah. like those guys, like not counting those guys, like 
Ricky Fowler's up there. I feel like he's a cool guy. Phil Mickelson's one of my favorite dudes of oh, all yeah. time. I bet Phil has stories for hours. I just, I wish I could play, like, do like a, if I could be like his caddy or play with him for a whole weekend, like, that would be. Oh, it would be incredible. I mean, I feel like he could do, he would just chat your ear off. And which I, I would be like, he'd be like, hey, am I talking too much? No, nah, man. Yeah, keep going. Let loose. <laughs> Have you ever heard the story of, uh, I can't remember, it was a country music star, but they were at a, somebody's wedding afterwards, and he went up to him, to Phil Mickelson. It was after Phil played Tiger. For, and uh, he went up to him, he said he was really drunk, went up to Phil, and he was like, hey, man, you owe me $100 for that pay-per-view. That's the most boring time of my life. <laughs> and he said Phil just grabbed a wad of cash out of his pocket and handed it to him. He was like, hey, man, I won like 5,000 of these last weekend. Here, just take three or four of them. So he's just, I mean, he's one of the coolest, just funniest people in the world. Yeah, like, he's, like, guy funny, you know? Like, he can just talk smack with you. And yeah. I love that. I feel like a lot of people probably don't like him, but they, you know, you just gotta, I feel like you just gotta kind of understand that humor. Yeah. I think he's a very, like, very lovable guy. Yeah. But it was good to see Tiger actually compete. Yeah, made the cut. You know, I, you know, he said that he wanted to win, or he thought he could win, and, you know, Maybe he did in his mind because he's such a fierce competitor, but I feel like if, you know, a realistic goal for him there would be to make the cut. And yeah. I mean, he's only missed the cut once still right. as an amateur. And, Which is uh, insane. I mean, yeah, that in itself is ridiculous. I mean, all, all the times he's been, I just feel like there was a time where he was really bad and he still never missed the cut. Yeah. I mean, he was hurt. He went through, what, two back surgeries? Yeah. Or neck surgery, and then he, yeah, and the neck, and then he had his ankle uh, a couple years back. Yeah, um, he's been beat up for a couple years and still never missed it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. You just could see him fall off towards the end just because he couldn't. I mean, he couldn't hardly use his legs. Yeah, it's tough. And I, you know, I, it's still impressive though, like how good his iron striking is because he pretty much just let his upper body take over. Yeah, and he he didn't hit it very far, like off the tee or anything but he was still just so good I mean well one it proves that if you're good with your irons and around the green at Augusta you're you can be in contention um but you know he really wasn't even that great off the tee and I mean he just he still was was making it happen yeah drop for show putt for dough that's right and Rory with the 64 on Sunday is boss moves yeah he at least made it a little closer yeah I mean just think about the money he made, because I don't, I don't know what he was in before, but I mean, he sold, finished second, sold didn't he? second, yeah, sold second. I mean, you're you're bringing in some cash. Yeah, I know a lot of people were like wondering why he celebrated so much whenever <laughs> he hit the chip in, but he took over second place with that shot. Yeah, that's a, I mean, it's a big pay increase right there. It's a mil or so from where he was. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot of money. Oh yeah. Uh, and, I mean, Scheffler, there was still a chance at that point Scheffler could just blow it. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's still, you know, I know he's number one, and I know he's, obviously, he won, but you never know, like, you're a vet, like, like Rory is, you know, coming on the coattails of a, you know, he's a young guy and experienced in a lot of ways. Putting some pressure on him. Yeah, what if he folds? You know, you never know what she did it, but, you know, I think it's kind of a veteran move by, by Rory just to, come on strong Sunday. I think that's kind of what he's been all about his whole career. If he could just get back to that and win a couple majors, I think he'd, he'd be one of them. Go down as, you know. One of the greats. Top, yeah, top ten ever. Yeah. 
I agree. But Scotty Scheffler, he's putting his name up there too, especially to only be 25 or 26. He's having a year, man. He's had a great past couple months. Yeah. I mean, he's already earned more this year than John Rahm, who was the number one in the world last year. Yeah. His whole 2021, I think it was like 36 million or something, or 30 million, and Scotty Scheffler now has 36 million or something, something crazy like that. Just this year, man, it's April. That's insane. It's nuts. Which I did see a fun stat the other day that Dustin Johnson's brother is his caddy. He yeah. finished 18th. He was the 18th highest paid golfer last year just because he was Dustin Johnson's caddy. It's ridiculous. Got to take care of your own, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome having your brother caddy for you. Yeah, that would be cool. Just get to hang out with him all day. <laughs> every other or every weekend. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, I mean, Wayne Gretzky's daughter would be cool to hang out with, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's another name, Tiger and Wayne. That might be names y'all hear brought up again towards the end. Yeah, with our uh, greatest of all time. Or, most, or no, Mount Rushmore of... Most dominant players. Most dominant players. Dominant. Not the greatest of all time, necessarily. Just most dominant. Most dominant. Whole career, full story, top to bottom, most dominant. Um, yeah, I definitely think Wayne and, and Tiger will be up there. Yeah. I don't want to spoil anything, but those will be two names that you hear. Yep. 100%. We're going four rounds. Yep, four rounds. But uh, baseball, too. Oh, man. The Jays are killing it. That's one of the best offenses I've seen. They're contenders. I mean, Vlad won the game the other day by himself against the Yankees. Literally by himself. Which Yankees split with them. Yeah, I mean, that, and you know, I think that's about right because I would say they're about the same. Me too. Um, you know, Vladdy won it by himself, and the Yankees made it a game by hitting Rizzo hit a home run, then Judge hits a home run, then Donaldson hits a double. I mean, all back to back, and then DJ LeMahieu hits a double, and they're back in the game. And I, you know, I, I think that um, the Blue Jays are all, could do that as well. You know, with Springer and uh, Bichette. Vlad and their uh, to- Toescar Hernandez. Yeah. I mean, he's good. And you got uh, Kevin Biggio. Whenever he catches fire, I mean, he's going to be really good. He's just he's just like kind of figuring it out. Um, one thing that is just so crazy to me, and we were talking about this earlier, is the Dodgers are obviously gonna, obviously going to be good. All right, they're I believe they're seven and two. Um, but what is so surprising out of that division is the Giants will always be there, and it's got to be because of their leadership. Like their player, they have a decent team, not a great team. They have an old team. They got um, basically everyone that won the championship in 2010, 2012, 2014. Still there, and they got but they got Yuskrimski, who's a good ad. Yep. They got the um, Carlos Rendon um, to replace Gosman. So I mean, if he has a Gosman type year, I'd look for him to be right there. Yeah, they'll stay in the mix, leading the division again. I, it's just weird to say because I feel like Brandon Crawford's been in the league for twenty years. Yeah, still just smooth as ever. Yeah, and I know Buster Posey retired. Which was that last year or two years ago? I think it was last year. Yeah, which they're replacing him, Joey Bart's. 
I think he's the number one catching prospect behind yeah. maybe two behind Adley Rutschman. But I mean, you re- replace an MVP type guy with another guy that could be there at some point. Yeah, they're just they must be just ran so efficiently. Yeah, and like you said, they gotta have some dudes in there that are just incredible leaders. Yeah, because talent wise, they're nowhere near what the Dodgers are, and they never really have been. And you know, when you think back to when they won all those championships. I mean, they weren't outrageously talented. No. They had good pitching. I'll give them that. Like, their starting pitching was really good. But they played good defense, and I guess hit, they hit in their own park pretty well. I, yeah. mean, I mean, it's, it's really all you need. Um, it's just it's just so crazy, man. Like, they're, they're, they've only lost two games in the same division as the Dodgers. Like, that'll be great watching them battle all year. Yeah, and I think a lot of people expect a lot of regression from them. Kind of thought last year was a – Fluke. Yeah. Because they were projected to finish last in that division, I think. Yeah. And they ended up winning it. So they were – their win total, went, they beat it by like 40 games, I think. They passed it almost at the All-Star break last year. Yeah. So they're just just very well ran. Like, I think they'll be around for a while. Yeah. They got Kapler as their manager. Which is like – I mean, he got fired from the Phillies. Which is crazy – I, I mean, I really don't think that was his fault. I think it was a, more of a they just wanted a change in culture. Maybe I, I don't know. I, I feel like he, already. I feel like, yeah. I mean, it, it, that must have been like already kind of planned out. Because I mean, you don't just drop a guy like that. No. Um, but you know, I, I feel like I know. I was looking at the ranking or the standings, and the Mets are in first right now, and I believe they're seven and three. And then you have the Braves at five and five, and the Phillies are four and six. So it's like, when are the Phillies going to catch fire? They got the roster. I mean, they're it's like what, it's just what they do. I just don't get it. I, you know, I don't. I don't get it. They used to be really good. You know, they had Ryan Howard and um, Jimmy Rollins, Chase Utley, Chase Utley, Roy Halladay. Which now that I say that, that's an elite roster. Yeah. And I don't know if they have that level, but I don't know. They're pretty talented. I mean, they still got they got Harper. Um, Schwarber, Schwarber, Castellanos, Baum, Castellanos, uh, Alec Baum with an all-time clip the other day too. Oh man, three errors in a game, and the camera catches you saying, "I f bomb hate this place." I hate this place. Then he has to apologize for it afterwards. It's just well, you know, it was interesting because like Phillies fans are like known for being just terrible, crazy, and they give him a standing ovation. I was kind of surprised by that. I think that was very sarcastic. You think so? Yeah, because they gave him a standing ovation. He caught a routine ground ball and threw it at first, and they gave him a standing ovation. That's whenever he said, I hate this place. No, I'm talking about the ne- after he yeah, apologized. The next day. He got another one. So He's a great hitter, though. He's got to stay in the lineup. Yeah, he's just got to figure it out. Can't take him out. It's like having Chris Bryant in the lineup. Like he's he's going to give you your fair share of errors. Maybe you should try that. Maybe you should try playing left. Yeah, I, I mean, because... And he's a great young bat. Yeah, I mean, he, he's going to be good. You know, I, maybe it's just the, you know, I don't know. I mean, I had the yips from third one time. Like, it plays with your head, you know. Like, you you, you know, you know it's just an arm flick away, but sometimes it just gets away from you. And it it kind of adds on. But uh, I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure he'll figure it out. they got the best coaches, you know, around. But maybe just needs a change change of scenery. Some people can't thrive in those type of markets. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, 
feeling like you're playing under a microscope. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's why the Mets have such problems. Yankees, too. Yeah. Which I feel like now the Yankees kind of have the guys that are about that life. Yeah. Especially being Guidos without feeling just tall, jack, tan, attractive oh, yeah. men. <laughs> you want to dive in? You want to go off on the Braves for a second? Yeah. Um, they just lost. Uh, we're recording this on Sunday night, and they just lost uh, to the to the Padres. I mean, you you got a rookie, twenty two year old, going up against you, Darvish. Uh, I mean, kind of saw that one coming, but you know, I think they're still kind of in that hangover. I don't think there's any any reason to panic. I I, I think that eighty five to eighty eight wins is going to win this division again, just because it's so competitive. Um, I don't, I don't see, you know, maybe one team goes off and gets 90 wins. You know, maybe it's the Mets, but I just, I feel like it's just going to be the same as last year. I don't see why it wouldn't be. Even like the Nationals are bad, but they're not a pushover. And um, the Marlins just keep getting better. So uh, it, it's, I hate it because I feel like we really weren't that great last year anyways. But we got hot at the end and just continuously wrecked people in the playoffs. I mean, we were—I mean, we were down to our last out against the Brewers, and Freddie hit a home run. So in the first round, um, I don't know. I, I'd like to see our pitching be better, but I mean, everybody's young. Like Kyle Wright is dominating, which is great to see. Uh, but I'd love to get Soroka back. I haven't really seen his timeline, but Acuna will be back in June, so that'll be big. And uh, Albie's Matt Olson is probably he rakes. The, yeah, I mean he's probably the best thing to happen to us right now. Um, I couldn't even tell you who played first before him. Uh, I just totally forgot about him. And yeah. then uh, some no name guy. Yeah, probably he's probably awful. Probably plays for a bad team. Uh, and the wife beater Marcelo Zuna continues to rake and has four bombs. So it turns out he hits the ball really hard. <laughs> I mean, he might have. Might have just sat at home and kind of thought about it, you know, thought about what he'd done. I don't know. Apparently, he's good with his conscience because he's raking. Yeah. And so. it seems like everybody's already forgotten. So, maybe yeah. he's forgiven. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I don't know if I've forgiven him or not, but, hey, I don't – I don't – I'm not uh, in that price range to make those kind of decisions. So, not my call. Yeah. He, he's just on my team. Yep. <laughs> just a guy you have to root for. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it helps. They just showed the graphic where he's hit 22 hard hit balls already. It's like six more than the guy that's in second. What What's the – isn't it like 95 plus? I think plus? it's 90, 90 or 95 plus is considered a hard hit ball. Jeez. I mean, there's a lot of dudes that only have like 25 ABs. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Every time he makes contact, it's hard. He just looks like a big old bear too. They I hit, mean, hit a bomb tonight. No doubter. Make it two to one, which – I guess looking back, it didn't really help you that much, no. but still, he's definitely a definitely going to help your lineup a lot. I mean, taking a World Series lineup and adding that guy to it is impressive. And Acuna. I mean, we didn't have him or Acuna last year, which blows my mind. Yeah. I mean, and you know, some people might be complaining about about the Braves, but I mean, we also have Adam Duvall playing center field right now. Like that's not going to be long term. Yeah. So, I mean, there's no reason to panic as long as we just don't go on a crazy losing streak. Like, it, we're still competitive. So, I mean, there's really – it's so early. Like, 
I mean, we, we could be in first place by the all-star break. Like, yeah. There's really no reason to to freak out. Um, what it's you, really just getting hot. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about the Yankees? I don't know. It's the same old, same old. <laughs> well, we start first off, Garrett Cole, opening day, and the first pitch ceremony drags out four minutes longer than what it's supposed to. Uh, first pitch is supposed to be at 108. By 112... Garrett Cole is MFing the guy that's throwing out the first pitch. <laughs> he's screaming at him. You can hear it from the broadcast. And I can't remember who this guy is. They said he's an actor. I mean, I don't really care. I've never heard of him. He's not on the team. I don't know why he was out there. <laughs> the whole first pitch thing's kind of overrated anyways. Garrett Cole wanted to run out there with his team and be out there for first pitch. His whole team's out there. And this guy's out there hot-dogging the first pitch, <laughs> thinking he's Ichiro out here. And... Garrett Cole is a he's a psycho, he's an a-hole, he's a prick, he's a jerk, <laughs> but he's my jerk. He's my ace, he's the guy we gave half a billion dollars to. I have to root for him for the next 10 years. So whatever he says goes. That's right. So if you're an actor and you're out there, keep your head on a swivel. Because <laughs> if you're out there four minutes longer than you're supposed to, Garrett Cole's going to be on you. I guarantee you. Garrett Cole only has to make like one signal to the stands, and there's a guy going to slash that guy's tires. That guy's like murdered. That. I mean, he his his uh, his car might be covered in gabagool. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or how Mark Wahlberg will end up shooting him in the hallway. <laughs> so the it's Yankee Clipper. Yeah. <laughs> so it's. I mean, I just feel like it's the same old. You know, we start off taking the series from the Red Sox. That was nice. Yeah, that's always great. Then we split with the Blue Jays, which we won the last game. So that kind of felt like we won that series too. Yeah. Now we go and we lose a series to the Orioles. If you want to win this division, you have to beat up on the Orioles every chance you get. Yeah. You can't let teams like that beat you. But the new additions, like, I love Josh Donaldson. Yeah. He brings that FU mentality to the team that we didn't have last year. Yeah. Boone's been a lot smarter. Like I saw the other night, Chapman, as soon as Chapman ran out there, we, we had another guy warming up. Just in case crap hit the fan, we had a replacement. Last year, we didn't do that. It was just you lived and died by Chapman. Yeah, there's really no need to when you have, I mean, really a, a great bullpen. Very deep bullpen. So, I, I do like that. I, you know, I, I, you know, I feel like he's probably been on the hot seat, too, or at least it feels like that. And uh, I do feel like he's made some really good decisions um, with game management, which like before, like we said, like he he used to just live and die with Chad. Yeah, which you don't have to do that. He started he's pinch hit a little more this year when that was something we never did last year. Yeah, if you were you giving the day off, you were just off that day. Mm -hmm. You had no chance of coming in. You see with Glaber on the bench, end of the game he'll put Glaber in just to swing for somebody that he's a much better hitter than. So he's he's gotten a lot better. I still don't know if I love him. But Aaron Hicks is the worst player of all time. Yeah, he's pretty. He needs to go. He needs. He to, has to. He needs to go, just like Brett Garner. I have a special. Actually, you know, I'll let I'll let you have the honors. Yeah, Aaron Hicks. Please just don't show back up. Just, just take your bald head and go to wherever Brett Garner is. Yeah, and hang out with him. Or if we want to have him on the team, make him the tenth guy. <laughs> we have ten great guys right now. 
You All got, fighting for a spot. You have three jacked ten outfielders that hit it and field it well. Yeah. Stanton is okay on fielding. Yeah. But why? I I understand that Aaron hit. Or, yeah, is a switch hitter and whatever. Well, they say he's a switch hitter. He's horrible from one side of the plate. I just don't get it. He's a right-handed hitter that thinks he's a switch hitter. But he, and if we're gonna use him, put him last. Like, there's no yeah, reason for him to be hitting second or. I think he hit leadoff the other day. Yeah, he Why? hit leadoff for half the year last year. For like, what? Why? He's not fast. No, he walks a lot. He also strikes out a lot. <laughs> so you don't want your leadoff batter striking out 200 times a year. Unless his name is Josh Donaldson. Yeah. Then it's different. Josh Donaldson, he's the guy I think we needed. He's just a. The vibe's just different with him. Him him and Rizzo are great pickups, like vet pickups. Yeah. They've kind of been there, done that. Like they're I don't think they would ever be intimidated by playing in New York either. No. Donaldson does not care what you think about him. No. No. And he looks ten years younger with his with his face shaved. Yeah, he does. He's, he's I don't know if he's married or not, but he's probably getting some chicks. Oh, uh, guaranteed. Yeah, he might Which I don't think he cares about chicks. I mean I think he just likes to fastball up and in. <laughs> he just gets the barrel to it. That's all he thinks about. That, I mean, that's probably that probably is what makes him better. Yeah. You know, and Rizzo is just an absolute dog. Like Rizzo's the most likable guy. He, in the he world. was the same way with the Cubs. Like, okay, team's not hitting. We got a tough guy on the mound. I got us. And he, you know, like just like the other night, we, yeah, they lost, but you know, he hits that big home run that gets the offense rolling. And I mean, he just—that's he, just what he does. Like he's just. He's just so good, and I feel like he can just kind of outwill people. Yeah, uh, he just you know he just wants it. He did the same thing game one against the Red Sox. Kind of got the ball rolling a little bit. Yep. By hitting a solo homer. Yep. I mean he's just almost built for that ballpark. Yeah, and he can. What's what I like about him too? If you know you want to shift him, he can still go oppo. Like yeah. his hands are so good, and he has no problem doing that. He's. I hope they lock him up for a while. I think he only signed like a one-year, two-year deal or something. Yeah, I mean, now that Void's gone, I, th- I feel like that's the move. Yeah. I think they were expecting to get Matt Olson, and that fell through, so they went back to Rizzo. But, I mean, I, th- I think he's a good vibes guy. I think he's a good leader you want on your team, even if he's not producing at some point. Yeah. But, yeah, I love Donaldson. Glaber's going to be better playing second, getting yeah. DH. Glaber's going to hit it. Not playing short. I think that takes a lot off of him. Mm-hmm. Connor Falefa is the worst hitter in baseball. He's pretty bad. Defensively, he's all right. Yeah. He's still making the transition to short. But, I mean. You know who looks a little bit different this year? He's got a little fire under him. DJ. DJ LeMayhew. Yep. He hits doubles, and I feel like he's going to punch the shortstop. Yeah, he gets fired up. I don't I don't know. I, I mean, I watched him some when he was with the Rockies. I don't ever know if I ever saw him like that. He, he was always just straight faced. This is my this is my job. Like now he's got he's got a little he's got a little something to him. It clicked last year towards the end of the game, like end of the season, probably like game one forty eight. He hit a home run against the Red Sox, and he that's the first time I've ever seen him show emotion. He just felt and that since fire. then he's just been all about it. And I think that's something Donaldson changes too. Yeah. Yeah. Where Donaldson hit the walk off against the Red Sox and uh, was just pumped. I mean, ran all the way to second, no pointer. <laughs> he ran to second, touched second, and everybody just chased him down. But yeah, those guys, 
I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I think DJ was hurt a lot last year, too. That's why his numbers were a little low. But him being in the five spot, too, I mean, in that lineup, he's just where you get halfway through the lineup and then you've got a guy that should be your leadoff. Yeah. They can just can double you to death. It, spray it. Uh, yeah. I do like their lineup, man. They might be they might be a wagon this year. Yeah. we. My favorite part is we've got – our pitching was great last year. Mm-hmm. Lineup kind of struggled, but defense was pretty bad. Yeah. Especially having Glaber at short. Now you have Donaldson at third, who's an upgrade. Yep. Then, well, I don't know if he's technically an upgrade from Geo. But he's a better bat. Yeah, much better bat. Close to the same way defensively. But Connor Falef was much better than Glaber at, at short. Glaber's way better at second than he was short. Yeah. And Rizzo's still being at first. Then you got Higgy and using two other guys, kind of platooning them. It's, I mean, anything's better than having Gary Sanchez catch for you. No, no joke. So it's just, but yeah, if you're throwing out the first pitch at Yankee Stadium, get out there, throw the pitch, get off the field. Yep, it doesn't matter. Garrett Cole will be down your throat, and I'll be right behind him. You know who I wish could throw out every first pitch? Who? Ichiro Suzuki. Dude. He's full uni with 94? the 94? Off the mound. He's like 45. Buddy, I think he's 54. He might be. I mean, he, but he got up there, pumped it. That I was just, awesome. It was just so funny. He had his full uniform on with the cleats. The cleats is what Yeah, it was refreshing to see somebody take it serious. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So having 50 Cent throw it at the camera, people. That's pretty funny. Or too. some girl. Some that, like, that lady, uh, was that the White Sox? Where she threw it at the cameraman, like right there oh, yeah. next to her? Uh, she's like employee of the month. Yep. The worst is when they bring out like the Olympians out there and they stand like 15 feet from home plate and they'll do like a flip and the splits and then they oh, just yeah. throw it nowhere near the catcher. I like the uh, Ichiro going off the mound. That was awesome. Yeah. Have you ever seen the guys that'll have? I don't. I mean, there's no way it's a real baseball, but they'll have some kind of ball on with their fishing reel and they'll flick it and it'll be just just no, right down the. Pipe. I haven't seen that. I saw it on YouTube one time. Pretty crazy. That sounds like you're deep in a YouTube rabbit hole. Yeah, I was deep. It was deep in it. That does sound pretty cool, though. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I think that uh, I, I just hope that the Braves can catch fire and the Yankees can take care of business. I, You know, which I wouldn't get too disappointed about the Orioles because – you just played a four-game series against the Blue Jays, who you know you had to win against, and you dropped two to the Orioles. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say it's like a terrifying thing. It's just like... It's frustrating, for sure. And it's the same thing every year. Yeah. So where we'll, we'll compete against the Red Sox and the Rays and the Blue Jays, but then we'll have a losing record against the Orioles. Yeah. Where it's like, I'm pretty sure the past four division winners have all had the best record against the Orioles. Yeah. So if you want to win the division, you have to beat up on the guys that stink. Mm-hmm. Like if the Braves want to win 90 games, they've got to beat up on the Nationals every time they play. Yeah. Because nothing else is going to be a, as much of a cakewalk. Yeah, I think they lost the series to them too. Uh, this this past week, they had the midweek, mid-week series against them. But. So we had UFC 273. Yeah, I didn't get to watch that. What was that like? It's awesome. That was one of the best cards I've seen in a while. Really? Yeah, you got, first off, Volkanovski is a, 
He was built in a laboratory to be a UFC fighter. Well, with a name like Volkanovski. Just a straight Russian. He took... The Korean Zombie is going to be one of the best like UFC careers of all time, and he made him look like he'd never been in a fight before. <laughs> Three punches into the fight, I wanted him to stop it because it just looked like he was going to murder him. Oh, my gosh. And then he, he actually said there's nothing else for him in this weight division. He's going to go up and fight up. So, I mean, a two... He goes and wins the belt at the division above him. That's impressive. That... Cause what did what did, Mc, did McGregor go up and yeah. win a belt? McGregor held two, I or won it at two different spots. It's pretty rare. Oh yeah. Then you got Hamzat, Shemaev, Gilbert Burns. That's one of the best fights I've ever seen. Both dudes. Both dudes should have been knocked out ten times. <laughs> like if the second round, Hamzat won and he won pretty easily. But the second round, if it goes fifteen seconds more, Gilbert Burns, TKOs him. Like, he had him down. Hamzat is obviously out of it. He's laying on top of him because he shot for a takedown after he got dazed. And the round ends. Gilbert Burns is trying to push him off. And Hamzat still kind of out of it. Don't move. He pushes him, and then Hamzat sits up and just pops him in the forehead oh after the round. But then after that, both dudes just throwing haymakers, just yeah. trying to end it. And he had came... Hamzat said afterwards, I guess it was kind of like a reality check for him. I mean, it's the first time he's actually looked like he could be beat. First fight he's had, it came out of the first round. So, Gilbert, bon Gilbert Burns is tough as crap. Hamzat's tough as crap. I want to see Hamzat versus Colby Covington. Oh, yeah, that would be good. Because I think Colby might be able to wrestle him to death. Which, I mean, Gilbert, bon Gilbert Burns is a great wrestler too, and he couldn't even take him down. Yeah. So that's crazy. Who knows? Hamzat might just be that dude that challenges Usman. Yeah, that'll be cool to see. Yeah, I'm ready to see him fight again. What about uh, you? Gonna watch? Um, what's his name? Ty uh, Tyson Fury this weekend? Probably not. I'm not a big boxing person. I only watched. I only got into it because I liked watching Pacquiao, Mayweather, and. Um, Deontay Wilder. Oh, yeah. But now, like, <laughs> Tyson Fury is almost like Jake Paul to me, where I just want to see him get knocked out. And I don't, I don't think it'll happen. So you love to hate Tyson Fury? Yes. Okay. That's yeah. a good thing to have. I mean, I, I'll admit it, too. Like, yeah. I, I'm not going to, like, hide, hide from it. Like, he beat my boy three times. He's been suspected of cheating with his gloves, you know, having loaded gloves. Really? Like rocks in there? I don't. I don't really know. They said that uh, there's some pretty convincing videos where you can see where his. It's like he slides his hand down in his glove. Oh yeah, his I Because the end of the glove will like flop in the slow mo. Like his fist ain't in there. Yeah, and he hits him open fist, like uh, that guy did Kevin Bryant at Dora that time. Yeah, with the slap. Yeah. So, shout out that guy. Shout out Kevin. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I hope he loses, but I don't think he will. I think he's actually pretty a pretty good boxer. Yeah, very good. <laughs> he looks like a bad guy. He looks like the, the bad guy from uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. You ever, <laughs> you ever seen that? I can't think of what his name is, but he's just got skinny legs and a big old fat body. That's what he looks like to me. If anybody could, could 
drop me the name of that guy. That'd be great. Cause I don't even know how to Google that. I guess bad guy in Sonic Hedgehog. <laughs> so, do you have anything else going on in your life? <sighs> um, now I really got a little break from work. I start my new job in uh, May the second. So, that's really about it. Um, get some golf, golf rounds in until then. Yeah, get a little golf, get a little MLB the show. Got to catch up in behind. Um, that's really about it. Got some softball this weekend. So what? What about you? What you got? We went and watched Batman two weekends ago. Yeah, and it's right there with the Dark Knight. Really? It that's is, a hot take, man. It is right there. Like honestly. If you take Heath Ledger out of the Dark Knight, this new Batman blows it out of the water. Really? Robert Pattinson is great as he, Batman. He is a good actor. He is. He, they kind of give Batman like a dark, like he's kind of just stays to himself and don't really want to go out. Huh. The way, uh, what's the guy that plays him in the Dark Knight? Um, I just went, Christian Bale. Christian Bale, where he was kind of out there like the billionaire that was kind of flaunting his money. Right. Whereas this guy's just like locked in a cave pretty much, just like... Just like loner kind of guy? Yeah. Which kind of makes more sense, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, well, at least for being like a bat, like Batman, you know, if, if you think about it super deep. Um, He's kind of a dark story, Batman is. Really? What do you think about it? Like he saw his parents get murdered. That's, That's kind of why he... They, do they Change. go in, do they go into that in that movie? No. Is there like an intro to that? He goes against the Riddler in this one. This will be the first one of another trilogy. He goes against the Riddler, and it, it was just written so well. Like the Riddler really didn't have to be that great of an actor. He is pretty good and plays a part well, but it's just written so well that it all just flowed like perfect. That's awesome. It's got a great soundtrack. I love Batman movies, man. I even they're like, the best out of all the superhero movies. I even like the old terrible Batmans that were like super cartoony you like know? Jack Nicholson in it uh yeah and that one which like that one's I enjoy that one and then there's some with Val Kilmer's Batman and uh Jim Carrey plays the Riddler and it's super cartoony and you got oh yeah um Jim Carrey should be the Riddler forever but it was honestly he plays such a good psycho like it was kind of funny and like weird and dark at the same time yeah but I don't know, it was just kind of weird. Like they were like, I don't know if you've ever seen that one. They create this uh, like knowledge device you through brain waves and you suction cups to their forehead and then they start watching like a TV and uh, it sucks their brain waves, which is extremely foreshadowing now that we have uh, mobile phones, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that I think about it it's even deeper yeah but I don't know I, I just I've always been a big Batman nerd I'm I, I, and uh, the uh, Christian Bale Batmans are, are the best I mean the Batman Begins is like an awesome intro and then you got Dark Knight is awesome with a great villain and the best villain of all time yeah and then Dark Knight Rises I feel like it's slept on it's kind of long but like Anne Hathaway and Tom Hardy are in it and isn't that one with Bane yeah yeah Bane is great too yeah I mean he's like just super scary and like almost OP as long as Ben Affleck in it I'm down Ben Affleck's a nerd I 
you know, I'm I'm kind of an A Rod guy too. Oh, one hundred percent. So I just don't really like Ben Affleck. I like Ben Affleck in the town. That movie with the bank robber movie. Yeah. I mean, it's it could have been anybody, and I don't yeah. like that movie. So. I mean, shout out to J Lo for tying MJ in rings. That's good for her. Yeah, that is. Sixth that. engagement ring. I'm sure she's not the problem. Yeah, you know, some. I, <laughs> <laughs> There's no way she's the problem. No, six times. Nah. I'm sure. I'm sure she this one works. She just had a lucky bad uh, or unlucky. But I heard that. Um, An unlucky twenty years. So you know, I, w- I felt bad about being in, or getting engaged in our stateroom, and uh, I heard that she got engaged in a bathtub. So I felt pretty good about myself. Yeah, real classy. Said I'm better than J Lo. Oh yeah. So, but uh, yeah. So, you want to start talking about some uh, most dominant players of all time? Let's do it. Get the draft going. So Cole won. Cole won. So now he gets to pick. We are gonna snake this one. So you get two for two, buddy. Yeah. Get some. So uh, let Cole pick if he wants the first pick or the second and the third pick. Uh, I'm going to go with the first pick. Okay. So you think there's an obvious 1-1 that you have to take? Yes. It's so tough, though, because, like, they're, all these people from their different sports, they're the most dominant in their sport. So when you think about it, if you think about it narrow-minded, right, I'm thinking, like, man, this, there was nobody better than this dude in this moment. Right. But then I think about... In this other sport, I'm like, man, there's nobody better than this dude. So then you have to try to like translate it to it to each other. Comparing sports to sports. So it's pretty tough. But in my mind, I feel like this if you you could read crazy stats about this guy all day from his birth. They knew that this dude was going to be different, and he is still different to this day. And this guy is an absolute legend. He gets in a car wreck, comes back, makes the cut at the Masters, and my 1-1 most dominant player of all time, Mount Rushmore, first face, Tiger Woods. I mean, you can't have this draft without saying Tiger Woods' name. I mean, you know, it's tough. There's a lot of names out there that I want to take, but I feel like if I had to make a team, he's the first pick. He's an absolute grinder. He's tied for the most wins ever as a professional golfer, and he's two behind um, Jack. Jack in majors. But I feel like, you know, uh, Sneed is the guy he's tied with in total wins. You know, it's just, it was a different time. Like, I feel like there weren't as many good golfers, and it's like the the best time of golfing and, or of golf, like a, the air, this era of golf has been the most talented. The most, yeah, there we go, the most talented. Yeah. And Tiger's never been this good. Continuously dominates the field, or is even competitive. I mean, he's kind of old now. Like, it, it, I, I don't know. Like, I just could. There was no way I could talk myself out of not picking him yeah. uh, first. I remember growing up, like, there was, I mean, from 97, probably 99 to, like, 2010, mm-hmm. it was Tiger versus the field. We've never seen that anywhere else. To where you could pick him or 
anybody else to win. Yep. That doesn't happen. Yep. Like last week, or last show, we talked about, was it 2001 and 2002? It was plus like 120. 150 and 01, and then plus like 250 in 2003. For him to win the Masters. And he won it. He covered. <laughs> That's insane. Oh, that is, that. I mean, I just... That's the stat that I go back to when I think like there like there's a lot of people in a lot of different sports that were dominated, but there I just don't think there's been anybody that's like that. With this big a field, like it's not it's not thirty teams or, you know, sixty four uh tennis players or it, you know, yeah. it's it's a hundred and twenty golfers you're going up against and he is favored that yeah he's the favorite by you know probably by like a thousand at least you know <laughs> I bet the person second is probably like plus thirteen hundred yeah it's ridiculous yeah whenever it breaks down and they say you can get this guy or you can get the hundred and fifty other guys that are playing <laughs> and it's actually in a, a debate yeah that's he that I think that's a good one one yeah I he wouldn't have been my one one. My one one he would have been my second pick. Okay. My first pick is Wayne Gretzky. Okay. Fair. He is head and shoulders above anybody else to ever play hockey. Mm-hmm. He won like won eight straight heart trophies, which is the MVP. Okay. The MVP eight straight years. Only two guys have went back to back. And he did it eight years in a row. That's ridiculous. He's the all time leading goal scorer. He would also lead the league in points if he never scored a goal. So he is... That's nuts. I mean, it's not even close. He had 92 goals in 1981-82 season. No player in the last 25 years has had more than 65. He had 92. That's pretty impressive. He's also the... I mean, I'm pretty, like 99% sure he's the assist leader and the goal leader. I, I believe so. So that's... I mean, it's unbelievable. He has more assists than anybody else has points. Mm. So, I mean, I think that was an obvious... To me, that was the one guy I said, okay, I have to get this guy. Yeah. No, that, that's definitely uh, that's definitely a very good pick. And I would also be proud to have him on my uh, Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Number two. Yeah. My two. second pick. This is a tough one. Because I was kind of hoping that you would take one of these guys so I could just pick the other one yeah but I don't think we've ever seen a player dominate the way in the NFL the way Tom Brady has yeah I like that he I like that pick the most win most Super Bowls by a franchise is six he has seven (laughs) he is number one over every other team that's ever won a Super Bowl it's crazy like, there's – it's unbelievable just the way he's dominated where I'm pretty sure he's, like, made the Super Bowl, like, more times than he's missed the playoffs or something like that. Yeah. Or, like, more – he's made the Super Bowl more times than he hasn't made the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like, his, he's another one where his stats just – he's just a winner. Yeah. He's arguably the greatest winner of all time. His documentary that came out this season was awesome. Yeah. Just kind of – diving into his story yeah because i mean you know we like he went to michigan and he's from california and that's kind of all i knew you know before the nfl 
you know, obviously he won the Super Bowl. I guess it was his second year. As a starter? Um, yeah. Uh, well, he, I think it was his second year in the league because he came in midseason for Drew Bledsoe. But it wasn't his rookie year. Uh, I mean, that's impressive yeah. in its own. Um, yeah, Drew, Drew Bledsoe was the highest-paid quarterback. They just signed him the highest, biggest contract ever. Tom Brady walks up and they say, we'll see you later, Drew. Yeah. This is the guy. They sent him in the same division. Yeah. They just said, to the Bills. It doesn't even matter. You can go right here, right down the road, and matter. we're going to beat you it, twice a year. It doesn't matter. That's so funny. Bill Belichick is a savage. He is. And I know a lot of I think if like a lot of people put Brady and Belichick together and you can't really argue against that. Yeah. Just because they won six Super Bowls together, that's unreal. But Brady left him and won a Super Bowl nine months after he got to Tampa. Was, he went to the worst franchise of all time and won a Super Bowl within a year of getting there. So, I mean, he is the greatest winner of all time to me. Yeah, he. I mean, he's just like a leader of men, too, you know. I mean, I, I think you put him in on any kind of team. It doesn't matter. Football class project like he, they're gonna he's gonna win like he's just like that guy yeah he it's a 100 has, he just has it in him like he sat at home for a couple months and was like nah man like 20 days he was hanging out with his kids he said no this ain't for me this ain't it I gotta get back out there and I do like his mentality where he says like you know if there's if I feel like I'm better than people that are still in the league I'm still gonna play yeah and I feel like that's just I feel like he's he's also just like an absolute savage. Like, he just does not care about your feelings. He just goes for it, you know. Yeah. He, you know, his him winning is over your feelings. Right. Like he's that. somebody. I think there's something to just out preparing everyone else. Yeah. And just being mentally better than everybody else in the sport. Yeah. 100%. All right, you got you got two picks in a row now. Okay. So this is where it gets tricky. This is where you start diving into. What's more impressive, dominating in a team sport or dominating in an individual sport? <sighs> Luckily, I have two picks in a row. Yep. So with my first pick, I'm gonna have to go Michael Phelps. Okay. The best individual athlete ever. He has twenty, I believe it's here. You know, let me let me let me pull up just so I'm just so I can be. Factually correct. Yeah, I think it's like 24 gold medals. 28 medals, 23 gold medals. The closest is eight, and there's two people with eight gold medals. Yeah, that's not even close. This is the world. This isn't one. This isn't. This isn't the country. This isn't regionals. This is the world. Yeah. He was the fastest in the world at swimming, not just in one category, all the categories, for 20 years. I think he only played, didn't he only race in like three or four Olympics? He started in 2000. He was 15. <laughs> That's wild. He didn't win any that time, so he won all of his medals after that. So he would have been 19 his next Olympics, started winning medals. 23. Yeah, I mean, there's gold. And you haven't heard of anybody else since him. No, the, the only, you know, he was a real superstar 
And as a swimmer, like it kind of brought some other swimmers that were superstars, like Kaylee Ledecky, the lady. And, but I don't think she. Now that that was in men's was the eight. I, I believe she yeah. has like fifteen or so, maybe a little bit less. But still, I mean, this is just is ridiculous. I mean, with all the technology too, like he just stayed, kept staying ahead of the field. Um. But to move on with my second most dominant player of all time, Mount Rushmore. I'm, I keep saying all time, Mount Rushmore. Um, I really had trouble with this because it, it goes back to um, individual sports versus team sports. And it's really tough... But when they, when people start completely changing how they play, or changing the rules of what you do and what you can't do to your body because of you and in a couple other people, I feel like that's got to be notable. Yeah. So with my third first pick of the third round, I'm gonna have to go Barry Bonds. Yeah. Um, Greatest baseball player of all time. I don't care what anybody says about steroids. Did he take them? Allegedly. He Allegedly, them. yes. Never never failed a steroid test. You know who did? Ryan Braun. Ryan Braun. Multiple times. So, think what you want. Barry Bonds is different. And I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what anybody old head says. Barry Bonds is a the most dominant baseball player of all time, and there's nothing you can tell me different. Google him if you don't know who he is, but you're probably If wrong. you don't know who he is, you shouldn't be listening to our show. Like, his OPS in itself is ridiculous. He finished over 1,000, well, 1.1 in OPS, which is stupid. Stupid just to have a season like that. That was that wins his, you an MVP. That was his career. Yeah. I I hate I hate that he's known as like this cheater because I feel like he's a really nice guy and uh, like I honestly think that people put him on like the same level as like OJ Simpson. Yeah, they definitely do. And OJ Simpson killed two people. Yeah, at least. <laughs> That's what we know. Yeah. I so I you know. I just, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like he, he was, he had to be on the list. Um, I knew he would be at some point. It was just a matter of when. Yeah, and, he was uh, online. I had, to, I had to take him. Yeah, I mean, he's got arguably the, like, three of the greatest seasons of all time. From 01 to 04, he was like, where he was just getting intentionally walked. Like, every other bat. He had more walks than he had... At bats one season. I mean, that's stupid. That is stupid. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. He has more intentional walks than the Tampa Bay Rays as a franchise. The video... He hasn't played in 10 years. <laughs> they have. The video of him going up against... Uh, Eric Gagne. Eric Gagne. Yeah, if you want a YouTube dive, there you go. Go watch that. There's your homework. That is one of the best just videos of hitting... Of all time. That's the greatest at bat of all time. I mean, he's fighting off just these unhittable pitches. And then he, he gets that one and he just sends Gagne won the Cy Young. Yeah. As I a mean, closer. Gagne was 
legit. He was that dude then. Yeah. Also on roids. Also on roids. So like, for the people that say he cheated, so were the people that were pitching so against him. So were the him. people pitching against him. Roger Clemens roided up. Roids. It is so frustrating, man. It is so frustrating. And I, you know, I don't know, man. It just gets me mad. It just gets me really mad. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Barry Bond stan. Like, I don't care. I don't... If if he wanted to do that to his body to make money, that's fine. Because everybody else was doing it. Like, People forget MLB was pushing it. Yeah, like, they, he never... Okay, like, we can talk about... D- did he do him? I think yes. Probably. But... Like, you can look at his body. But, anyways, it doesn't matter. Like, he never failed a PED test. So, nobody nobody cared then. Nobody cared. He's the face of steroids and he never failed a test for it. <laughs> I don't know. It's just crazy. I just, I wish we, I mean, I wish I could have been, like, the age I am now seeing him do this. Like, because I don't think, you know, I think Trout is really good, but, like, Trout just got hurt today again. Yeah. Got hit in the hand. Unlucky. Unlucky. Uh, he put his hand there. It's kind of on him. But, like, like he, like he, we're he's kind of getting robbed from us. Like, I just wish we had a great, dominant baseball player like Barry Bonds to watch. Because, I mean, watching him hit and hearing him talk about hitting is incredible. I don't know if he's still the hitting coach for the Marlins, but, like... I wish he could put out more content about like, talking about hitting. Just like listening to like Tony Gwynn talk about hitting. Yes. Or or uh, Pete Rose when he talks about hitting is so cool. It's different when those guys talk about it. Yeah, for sure. You know, like on MLB Network, like Cliff Floyd talks about hitting, like which is cool. But like you got Pete Rose telling you like, oh, we were in a slump. Scoot up in the box. Scoot, yeah. scoot back in the box. Away from the plate. Up to the plate. And like all that stuff, it seems so simple. But these dudes were hitting off of the best of the best pitchers. Getting the best of the best of their pitches because they had a target on their back for being the best hitters in the game. And they did these simple things. And like they were great. And like, yeah, they're freaks. But like that kind of stuff helps everybody hit. And I yeah. feel like it for like young hitters... You know, everything is about metrics now, and sometimes you just have to go to a cage and hit, and, like, that's what they would tell you to do. That's what Barry Bonds would tell you to do. Like, yeah. he'd give you drills in the cage. Like, you don't you don't need a computer to tell you how good of a hitter you are, like, how efficient your swing is. Like, you can know off of a tee. And I feel like if we kind of went back to, like, their style of hitting, it would be a lot better. Or we baseball would be more fun. Oh, definitely. You know. Baseball is missing a couple of Tony Gwynn's. Yeah, and that's and, and like Rose. I hate to go on like off subject, but like teams that put the ball in play win championships. Like everybody hates the Astros, but what did they do better than everybody else? They put the ball in play and they could pitch. Yeah, like that's all you need. But okay, so now it's your turn to pick two in a row. Yeah, I I will never talk bad against Barry Bonds, so I hate that you took him because. I can't say anything bad against him. Yeah. One one fun fact about Barry Bonds. Give it to me. If you hit 50 home runs a year for 15 years, Barry Bonds would have more home runs than you. <laughs> Just think about that. That's 15 years is a long career. That is. 50 home runs a year is a that's a legendary season. Let's see how many home runs that is actually. It's 750. So he would have what 16 more than you? 14 more than you? 
That's great. Yeah. How mad would you be? You you have this great career. It's it'll arguably never be broken. You're sit, you're you're about to get inducted in the Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds comes walking up to you outside in the parking lot because he's not allowed inside the building. Yeah. He says, "Hey, man, I still beat you." Yeah. You're the best. You're arguably the best player ever. I'm still better than you. <laughs> yeah. Stupid. So stupid. I'll stay in the same dimension as you, because when you think about dominance, you think about somebody that dominated an era, somebody that put up ridiculous stats. Mm-hmm. There was a guy way before Shohei Otani, Herman Babe Ruth. This guy, he was a pitcher. He went crazy. He was one of the best hitters of all time, the original hitter. But he, uh, this is a 13-year stretch for Babe Ruth. Thir- in 13 years, he led the league in homers 12 times. <laughs> OPS 13 times in 13 straight years. That more than likely wins you the MVP. Yeah. 13 years in a row. Yep. Also during that time, he led the league in ERA. For a year. <laughs> he had a year where he won 20 games as a starter. Oh, while leading the league in OPS. Like, he is what everyone thinks Shohei Otani is. He was that guy. Yeah. He was hitting more home runs than total teams. That there was – he hit 50-plus home runs a year, and the next guy closest to him would be at, like, 12. That's Or 20. That's, like, that, somewhere in that range. That is so crazy. He went years having more home runs than teams. That's insane. Yep. That's another guy I wish, like, you could go back and live that era just to be able to watch him and, like, the Yankees play. Oh, the death row, murders row team. <laughs> yeah. Him and Lou Gehrig going back to back. I mean, are you kidding me? That's stupid. That's uh, two, two of the top five hitters of all time yeah. back to back. That's like you got Barry Bonds and a healthy Mike Trout just in right next to each other. Oh, yeah. But for my last pick, I'm going to take the greatest basketball player of all time, Wilt Chamberlain. That's a, that's a really good pick. 14 seasons. This shows you how messed up it is. 14 seasons, 13-time All-Star. The one year he wasn't an All-Star, he averaged 27 and 18. Why wasn't he an All-Star? I guess he... Because they were used to him averaging... 50 and 26, which is what he did one season. 50 points a game. That's what he averaged? That was an average for a season. was 50 points, 26 rebounds. In a 14-year career, he averaged 30 points, 23 rebounds a game. So he is – this is why I don't really love – I know everybody likes the MJ versus LeBron argument. Wilt is that guy. Yeah. Wilt's the reason you can't stand in the paint for three seconds. Because <laughs> if he if he was in the paint for five seconds, that was a bucket. Yeah. That was two points for him and no points for you. Because <laughs> you weren't scoring on him. He's the most athletic person of all time. I'm, he was on the Olympic volleyball team. Oh, my gosh. And he was dominating in basketball. 50 points in a season? Could you imagine if somebody scored 50 points, 26 rebounds in a game? It'd be the greatest game of all time. Oh, no doubt. He did it for a whole year. 82 games. There was a year where he averaged 48 and a half minutes a game. That's more than what a game is. (laughs) He is 
he's that guy to me. Yeah. So I was hoping that you didn't take... Yeah, that, that's a good sleeper pick. That's yeah. a really good sleeper pick. This is why he's always my argument for greatest of all time. Yeah. Because how like, could you do more than averaging 30 and 23 a game? I like that. I like that a lot. So now you'll round us off. Last pick. Usain Bolt. Okay. Fastest guy of all time. Yeah. For the past 10 years. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I had to throw him in there. Like, I feel like the Olympics is such a big deal... Uh, I don't know if it's because I'm kind of an Olympics nerd or what, but um, he is, I feel like that's got to be one of the coolest talents of all time is being the fastest person because, like, when you're a little kid, you know, how do you rate your coolness? How fast you are. Yeah, whoever the fastest is. That should be how we settle things as adults. Yeah, I agree. You're yeah. in an argument with somebody at work? Race for it. That wasn't Fastest a, guy rules. That wasn't a Seinfeld episode they raised really? in the in the alleyway it was great classic episode i need um, to watch more seinfeld it's pretty good uh you'll see me in there um as uh george george costanza yep and then Lindsay also plays elaine bennis they got the same hair i can see that <laughs> so uh but uh no i do love seinfeld anyways usain bolt fast guy ever and he has a really cool celebration and he uh dominated the world in speed yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, he would he would race against other Olympians, and he would turn around halfway to the race. He would turn around and taunt them. Yeah. Like, but what's so funny is if they were just to walk out, and you don't know who any of them are, and somebody says, Hey, Braylon, which one do you think is the fastest? You'd probably say, well, that guy's a foot taller and uh, looks really explosive. I'd probably pick him. Yep. And you'd be right. I've got a good question for you. What's up? This can be our debate of the week. Okay. Who wins in a race? You have to eat a hot dog and then run 100 meters. Joey Chestnut or Usain Bolt? 100 meters? 100 meters. I'm going to be honest with you, man. I think Usain Bolt makes up that time. Really? I don't think Joey, Joey Chestnut's skinny. How far is 100 meters? Football field? That's what I was thinking. A little... Well, meters is a little bit different, but like essentially a football field. So we'll go 50 meters. That's where it gets tough. Yeah. I mean, you got to think. You know, I'm we, going chestnut. You can't eat a dog. You can't, as a normal human, you can't eat a dog in three seconds. You just can't do it. Yeah, and by the time you say Bolt's done, he's three-quarter of the way there. Right. God, it's tough, man. It's hard, it's hard not picking the... You say two dogs, Joey Chestnut all day. Oh, in a landslide. He's yeah. done running before Usain's done with. Yeah, because I feel like out. Usain Bolt would kind of like tiptoes away around the hot dog. You know, he'd go like one big bite, chew it, chew, 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 another big bite, and Chestnut's already at the finish line. Yeah, he's already ate two dogs and drank half a bottle of water. Yeah. I and the girls in the stand, he's, he's going to call, you know? Yeah. Married ladies, man. You know, you, you have a convincing argument there. I'm going to have to go Chestnut with you, man. Yeah. I, I wish I could debate it, but there's really no debating. I think it's Chestnut pretty easily. Man, that's tough. What do you think, wheels or, wheels or doors? That's an old question. Do we already ask that question? No. But I, I'm doors. I'm team doors. See, I'm team wheels. I just know I own way more doors than I own wheels. But, like, you work in the, like, oh, like you know, the supply chain. Yeah. We have more. There's more wheels there. 
Because you have, I mean, you got to think like all these conveyor belts, those were wheels working those conveyor belts. You got to think about how many. Now, warehouses do have a lot of doors, like with the loading dock doors and stuff. But I mean, even those have wheels. They got wheels working those doors. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of tough. But I'm just, I'm team. Well, how many doors did your cruise ship have you on? I mean, it had a lot. How many wheels did it have? There were two roulette, there were two roulette wheels. Okay. So, and all the wheels on the uh, slot machines, that's three to one. Three to one slot machine. And you, you start thinking about it, man, there's a lot of wheels. Yeah, I go back and forth every day. It's tough. I, you know, I'll see a convincing argument, like, talking about cruise ships, um, hotels, like... Hot wheels. Hot, like, Everybody then, yeah, somebody talks about Hot wheels. You know, then yeah, it, it gets interesting, but yeah. So I guess uh, I guess that's just about all we got. <laughs>